Hello and welcome to Moose and Squarewell, but we are married. My name is Dr. Patricia Gross. Is that your name now? Damn it! <laughs> My name is Dr. Patricia Gross Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And uh, it's, it's still kind of new. Yeah. It's I still make the mistakes. Three months. Okay, three months, granted, but I had 34, 35 years of the same name. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and I often will refer to myself in the third person as, like, a professor. I'm like, oh, me no Dr. Gross. You know, that's how I talk about myself in class to students. Um, and so I had to, me no Dr. Brewer, but it's harder to do that because it's harder to say brewer. It's Sorry. a hard word to say. It feels unnatural because it makes my tongue go in like the middle of my mouth to like try to say it. Brewer. Hello, my name is Trish Brewer. I am here to talk about Supernatural. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't so, realize it was so difficult. It is. I've talked to you about it. It's hard with my accent. Oh, here it is. What? He says he knows, but just said he didn't realize wow. it was so difficult. I know you've talked about it. I don't understand why. <laughs> he doesn't difficult. believe me, everybody. Well, what a husband. He's very cute. He's wearing a letter Kenny shirt, which is very adorable. And he's got a big bushy red beard. And I'm just a mean old professor. Uh, and we are watching episode 12 of the television series Supernatural called Faith. And we are recording this at 6.42 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to get this out at 8 like we usually try to do. Oh, it's okay. We're preempted for, I don't know, something. Yeah, there's probably something happened. And on Jan- on January seventeenth, two thousand six, is when uh, is when this bad boy came out, and it is written by Sarah Gamble and Rail Tucker, directed by Alan Croker, and here's the here's the little little prompt we get, right? Okay. Witness the miracle, faith healer Roy Lagrange. Cures Dean after an accident leaves him near death. Witness the terror. For every life Lagrange saves, another life must end. Oh, this is kind of like what's that story where you have to press a button. Every time you press it, you get a million dollars, but somebody in the world dies. Would you press the button? Probably a couple times. Well, I mean, right, because it's like, okay, <laughs> someone in the world dies, but someone in the world dies anyway. And technically, got buying Coca Cola or an iPhone, you know, you're kind of in, like leading to the deaths of people too. Yeah. At least this way you get a million dollars instead of just a Coke. Or just people are gonna die anyway. Yeah. No, I can't. What happened in the movie? Did like someone they knew die? I can't remember. Was it a movie or was it like? A, <laughs> I think it was, was probably. It, it sounds like it probably was a Twilight was Zone episode, but I'm pretty sure it was a uh, movie that had a guy with a weird face. Now we have to look this up. Yeah, because I, I want to say Black Mirror might have did something similar too. So I want to give a shout out to one of my doctors, Sarah. Um, I have many friends named Doctor Sarah, but this one sent me a Scooby Natural purse for my birthday and for those of you in the know there's an episode of supernatural that is a crossover with scooby-doo and it is amazing and today at the gas station when i went to go get my soda uh which i get for free ish because i we're in some kind of loyalty program with the gas station um i went to get my soda and some candy 
And the lady was like, that's the best episode. And I'm like, I know, right? So I was pretty excited that that was seen. Um, one thing I really love about teaching is when I talk about Supernatural, there's always like one or two students that are just kind of their eyes perk up a little bit. But as I get older, I think that that's going to happen less and less. There's yeah. a lot more students that watched it 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And of course, this episode came out 15 years ago. <laughs> Just to tie up the little sidetrack there. Yes. There's a Cameron Diaz movie called The Box. The Box. I don't think I've ever seen it, but also is coming up is a clip from Funny or Die, which I probably have seen. Oh, let's watch it. Oh, we're is gonna... it is it the one where he just presses the button immediately and doesn't care? Let's yeah. Fuck. Let's. Okay, the button is what it's called. I love Funny or Die. Here you go. Now that you are in financial trouble, this box may be the answer to your problem. Ooh, excellent answer to my problems. If you push this button, two things will happen. One, someone somewhere in the world who you don't know will die. <laughs> okay, yeah. You just, you just push, you just. You push the button. Yeah. Let me finish. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's someone, fine. It's fine. The world will die. Got it. Don't hit it again. That's the second. No. Just let me finish. But you'll get a million dollars. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. That's great. Yeah. You just hit it three times. You killed three people. Wonderful. Can I have my million dollars. Three million dollars. Yeah. It was supposed to be like a moral puzzle. <laughs> Solved it. You just killed four people. Okay. Do you understand that? Yes. But it should be four million dollars. Yeah. You kill four people. You hit them four times. Now, would you kill pe- four people face to face for a million dollars? Depends on who they were. Don't That's true. <laughs> hit it again. You just, okay, no, don't round up. Round up to what? To five? No, I don't know if you I could do that. Just, okay, like yeah. kill someone and like Cause kill this a puppy. Is, this is so anonymous. Yeah. It'd be hard not to. It wouldn't seem real. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the reason why we're able to kind of oh. allow the death of many in our lives. No deal. Choose the box. Stop hitting the button. You're not choosing the box. You don't get the box. The box is part of the deal. Ow, my finger got caught in this box. Oh. <laughs> okay, I've definitely Mark seen and that. And then he n- just like grabbed the box and started pressing the button. Many I times. had not seen the movie. Uh, I haven't either, but I feel like the guy has a weird thing on his face. The movie doesn't seem like it'd be as funny. No, I don't think it'd be funny. And I feel like, but also, isn't that kind of a short? Like you press the buttons. Yeah. And then you feel bad about it, kind of, but then Where's I guess the... you're paranoid of, like, every dead person you think you might have caused it, but there's, like, at any second, if we wait five seconds, okay, that's a lot of dead people. That was less than five seconds, but probably lots of people well, die, statistically. But are they people that were already dying, or was it, like, healthy young people? Because then I wouldn't press it. How do you know? I mean, like, does it matter? Because healthy young yeah. people get hit by buses every day. It still matters. Does it? Yeah. What if I it feel was bad like if I was driving an asshole bus? young person that like no, was a because, bully at school? No, because they'll stop slicking their hair back. And look at look at this. Someone left their phone on, and get always get messages. Yeah, that wasn't me. That was you. Okay, we whoa, we gotta press pause. Yes, I think we do. And we're back. Yeah. Took a little diversion. We took a little diversion of a few minutes because we just got 
an offer on our house. We're selling our house so we can move down the street to a bigger house. But our house has been on the on the market for about 36 hours. And we just got an offer. There's the dog. We just got an offer that was over asking price, sight unseen. Yeah, kind of odd. It is a little bit odd. It's kind of awesome, but then it's like suspicious. Yeah. Well, I did check on Zillow and it was viewed like 242 times and 25 people saved it. So. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I so, mean, it's an awesome house and we've done a lot of work to it. Yeah. So, and we priced it like kind of in the middle of the range that they told us was a good range. That's yeah, so many so, views. Yeah. So that was just on Wednesday. Wow. Okay. Well, that's pretty exciting. Um, so hopefully everything works out with the new house and this house and everything goes good. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Anyway, so now that we've had the little life report, should we watch the show? Yeah. I think we, before the little inter, uh, interstitial there, I think we talked a lot about, uh, the episode, right? So yeah. We talked, we went over who's doing it and how like the prompt that keeps saying prompt the blurb i guess that's on the dvd box that totally gives away the what happens description the description sure um so let's just keep watching all right all right oh no dean that was a long intro there so we actually got to have one of our 22 years ago intros yep um and you know dean take your brother and run outside yeah, we get to relive their mother's death over and over. Yes, and, over and also, like, we gotta find Dad. I'm so sad. From Sam. Yeah, of course. And so we we opened to them, like, Sam and Dean arriving at a house. They're gonna catch something. And they're, we were talking about the house stuff, so we, we kind of missed what they were fighting. But um, they grabbed tasers. Yeah. Because I guess the thing that they need to kill is, like, electricity is how you kill it. Apparently, because, well, they know what yeah. they're doing. So they go into the house. They find these little kids that are being, I guess, about to be murdered by the thing. They save the little kids. Dean, uh, Sam gets caught, and Dean saves him, and he tells Sam to get out with the kids. And Dean, like, falls into a puddle and tases the bad guy from the puddle. Yeah. And kills the bad guy, but also tases himself, which... Seems like a taser shouldn't be that powerful, but is there something about electricity that if you're in water, it makes it more powerful? No, it just can conduct it. But what's weird is like a taser isn't usually strong enough to incapacitate somebody to unconsciousness, you know. It is really interesting, like, hearing about tasers and how they work and how, like, if you get tased or something, it shuts down your muscles, basically. So you just basically, you can run for a second, and then you just go... Down. Yeah, it's painful, and you can't move. Yep. But it shouldn't, you know, kill you. Or I suppose it does happen, though. I mean, there is reports of well, police yeah. killing people with tasers. but Especially if they have an arrhythmia in their heart. Yeah. And there's also... I mean, I guess you can kill anyone with it. Like, if, like this is like... They had the gun tasers. Yeah. Which must be a lot more powerful. Well, they're, they're not... They are more powerful than the than the handheld tasers, mm-hmm. but the reason they're so effective is they barb into your skin. Ouch! So you can control the electricity. Uh. It's not always on. You usually they have like a dial or a uh. trigger where you can turn it on or off. Yeah. So you can 
barb it into their skin and be like, okay, you're going to calm the fuck down now? But wouldn't it be like, because it's the nature of electricity, like, whatever he pumped into that dude would be about the same coming back at him? Yeah, you have very little loss in electricity yeah. across, especially across water. Yeah? Yeah. You're so sexy when you talk science. <laughs> You want to tell me about statistics, too? No. That's what John's working on every day. He's got his math homework. <laughs> yeah. so adorable. And you're like, I'm going to have to learn about math. I don't know. Some crazy professor gave me some kind of PowerPoint I have to do, like, tonight. I don't know what bitch would do that. Mm. Oh, how terrible. <laughs> I'm looking forward to... I mean, maybe your professor's looking forward to seeing it. No. From you and all of your colleagues... Yeah, okay. Uh, let's keep going. We're, we're like three minutes in, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like on the kitty cat. By the lower... <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was caught on tape. I don't think it was. By the Lord, he's been healed. By the Lord? That's what the Lord looks like? Oh, what did it, could you describe what you saw? It looked like... Like Vincent Price now. <laughs> Do you want to describe what happened since Dean got hurt? Since he got hurt? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, doctor said that it can't fix it. He had a heart attack. He's yeah. going to die. Yes. So Sam, in all of his wisdom, takes him to a faith healer because, of course, that's going to work. Yep. He also calls his dad for help who does not answer. Of course, because his dad's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Dean gets called up, says God chose him. Yep. And the faith healer... Not part. Dean the faith healer says that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be Dean saying that. Thing. No. <laughs> Dean's like, pick someone else, and Sam's like, Dean! Yeah. Of course, because yeah. it's going to work, of course. Yeah, of course. And then the old guy, like, gently caresses his face yep. until he passes out. Yeah. And then he wakes up and... The dead guy's, like, standing behind. <laughs> what Vincent Price looks like now. Yeah. Um, just so you know, if you are a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, Darla, ex-girlfriend of Angel, and also mother of his baby, is there. As well as what looks like the guys from the episode of Buffy, I think it's called Hush, the one where they don't speak. It's like the same looking monsters, but without the grin. So anyway, uh, but that's just for the Buffy fans amongst us. That's not me. That's not you? Yeah. I like the original movie with Christy Swanson. There was a podcast that I loved called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. And I, w I would listen to it while I was painting my house. When I bought my house when I first moved up to uh, Hancock, before we met, when I first started working up here, um, I bought this house and I did all this work on the house myself. And I was all alone. And I loved the hosts of it. And I just adored them. There's this, this, like, gay couple. And then they broke up and broke my heart in the process. Oh. And I just couldn't, like... Because I was going through breakup, too, and I just loved their love. And then they broke... They became fame. They Their, like, podcast became, like, super popular overnight. And then they broke up. And I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> and so I never finished watching them. Listening to that. I never finished listening to that podcast. Is it still going? I don't know. Let's find out. Well, maybe I'll find out as we continue watching. Okay. Okay, let's go. Oh, honey. What? So, this episode, 
I think this might be the first time we really get to see it. The part where Dean does not think that he's deserving of good things or love, basically. Yeah, I think he's made comment to that in the past episode. Yeah, like joking ones or whatever. But in this episode, like Dean has come to see the faith preacher because he knows something's up. Yeah. And then, and he's asking all these questions about it and he knows something up or whatever. And then he says, why did you choose me? And the way he said it, out of all those sick people, why choose me? And because Dean's like always about sacrificing himself to save other people because that's how he was taught by his father because that's the only fucking approval he ever got from his dad was by sacrificing everything for everybody else but himself. But anyway, so like, and, he, and then the minister says, it's because I looked into your heart and he's like, well, what do you see in my heart? Because it's like, what, what good would there be in just old Dean? And he's like, well, you, I see a man with an important job to do and it's not done yet. He's not a good man. A good man. And it's just like he just can't see that. And like this is just... Well, he did try to bang the sick sick girl who sat in front of him at the... He did. He did try to bang the sick girl in front of him. (laughs) But in fairness, Darla's hot. Um, And he was sick too. So like it seems to me that poor Dean, like, I mean, he's got this chip on his shoulder. Like... Sam is like a little bitch to his man, dad doesn't talk to me enough. And Dean, though, is just trying to have a family this whole time. And he thinks that if he just is like so nice to his dad and does everything his dad ever wants, he'll be approved of. His dad didn't even fucking show up when he was about to die. (laughs) It's so sad. And then, like, you get this later on and on and on where he's like, why choose me? And then a certain angel says, you don't think you deserve to be saved. And it's just so sad. And he's like, his little puppy eyes, John. Okay, now I see where it's going. Oh, but there is something I would like to point out about this episode. We're back to, like, a really washed out color. Yeah. Like, the colors are not very vibrant in this episode. I think they're supposed to do that because he's sick. Yeah, well, he was sick and he's better. So he went from being, like, deathly pale to now he's got, like... You know, pink in his flesh and all that stuff like that. Yeah, but they kind of just disregarded whatever they were fighting in that basement, huh? Well, I think he killed it. Yeah, but they never mentioned what it was. No, really. it's just a thing that, that got him hurt. All right, let's keep going. Okay, so there's a lot I want to say. But first, buffering the vampire slayer is still going on. It's uh, hosts are Ginny Owen Youngs, professional musician and recreational weed inverse aficionado, and Kristen Russo, professional writer and former goth teen. Um, they're, I mean, they're awesome. I, I could not handle their breakup emotionally myself, but I just wanted to heartily recommend it, especially if you're a Buffy fan. You, it's so good. And then they work together with Latoya Ferguson and Morgan Lutich. Um, who do this, uh, this podcast called Angel on Top, which is, uh, cause Angel comes out, I think during season three of Buffy, Angel starts and it's like, it's in the same universe and it happens at the same time. So basically it's like they switch off when the episodes are coming out. Anyway, it works out. It's great. So I really heartily recommend it. You, I listen to it on, um, iTunes, I think, or podcast, you know, app, but you can watch it probably anywhere you can get podcasts. So that was a little 
If they want to uh, pay to advertise. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> like, they want to pay f- to advertise with us. We should probably send them some, like, olive and June nail polish. And, um, and then maybe they'll advertise with us. Let us advertise for them. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about either. Okay, so here's what I wanted to talk about. So, Dean... I think... You know, when we think about Dean girls and... Or Dean people and Sam people... Right? I think there's things that people see in themselves in the characters. It's not just that they're hot or sexy or whatever. But it's like, you know, if you're a Sam person, you really like the redemption arcs. You really like his, like, the frustrations of being in the positions that he is where he's, like, trying to strive for something different from what his family wants for him. Um, You know, I'm, I'm not saying it against... Not that I am a big Sam fan, but I get it. But for me, one of the things I really love about Dean, besides the fact that he's cool, is that, you know, I really get in a deep level that underlying feeling of you're not good enough, you know, why are you deserving of love or attention or or good things, right? I feel a lot better about it these days now that I have a wonderful supportive husband and medication. You're not going to start acting like Sam, are you? No, okay, no, good. but like I would say that's what like <laughs> you just wipe the sweat off your brow. No, but I think that that's one of the things I really like about Dean is that like he does his best and I think he has a great heart and he's coming from the right place, but he can be a bit abrasive, which I can be myself. And what? And also, like, you know, he's not taking medication he needs to take, and he doesn't have a John B in his life to make him feel happy. Nobody could. Oh, (laughs) you stay away from him. I don't want to lose you to to Jensen Ackles. That was a joke. Jensen Ackles, Ackles would be so lucky. He has a lovely bride, but. No one's as good as you. Oh, shush. But anyway, so Jensen has uh, has gone off. Uh, he's gone to Sam. Sam has figured out that um, that uh, someone... So Sam has figured out that each person that gets saved, at the same exact time that they get saved, someone else dies of the exact thing that they had. So cancer, heart attack, whatever. So at the same exact time... And Dean already knows what it is. He's like, oh, I know what's doing it. It's a reaper. Yeah. So this is another thing that what I like about Dean is like, Dean just knows a bunch of shit. Like, I think that they throw this, and maybe in the, especially in the early seasons, I think it's that Dean will just like, he knows what it is. And like Sam wouldn't have necessary, necessarily put it together yet. So, but the preacher guy said God is guiding him and helping him to pick who to choose. Who to choose. So is God in cahoots with the reaper? Does he, does the God pick who to save and the reaper picks who to kill? I don't know if God's involved in this. Then how did he know that Dean had a good heart? It's a great question. And a good job, and a job to do. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to keep watching, huh? Unless if the reaper knows and wants Dean to live. Okay. And do his evil bidding. I really want to tell you the answer to this, but instead we have to watch it. Okay. On. Trash. There's been a startling revelation. Yeah, Dean's figured it all out. He figured it all out. Yep, see you next week. No, we got to tell the people. (laughs) How are they going to know what happens? I was 
joking. So, I, I realized that I decided to start crinkling this, Why? like, as soon as we started recording. Okay. So, <laughs> so, it's not the preacher, like you thought. Like I thought. Yeah, you thought it was the preacher, and that God and death were in on it together. I didn't think that. I was asking you, expert. Expert. Well, I wanted to keep it a secret. Were you surprised at who it is? Not really, because she's been a bitch the whole time. Who has been a bitch? The preacher's wife. Yes, it is the preacher's wife all along, Jambi. Yep. And Layla was about to be healed. Yep, and Dean just always getting in her way. Yep, Dean got in the way. He yelled fire. Um, the guy that has been, uh, it turns out that all the, you know, the people that are bad people, like abortionists and people trying, saying that this is a cult that we've got to get rid of and, you know, people that are gay are the ones that are being fucking murdered by this bitch. Um, and so, uh, it turns out that it's this lady and she's got some weird cross that she's got around her neck and she's like, help me. Yeah. And they kick him out. She's the worst. She's the worst. She's been murdering people just because they're nice. <laughs> well, not because they're nice. Well, because of them being different. Yeah, some yeah. of them might be nice. Some might be horrible, too. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Hard, hard to tell. It is hard to tell. Like, the three that she murdered was a, uh, an abortion rights activist, which is a weird thing to say that someone's, like, pro-choice. Abortion rights activists! But anyway... And there's also killed an, a gay person that was really good at swimming. He was a teacher. Oh, yeah, he taught swim, and that's why he had to die. Yeah. See, he might have been bad. How Who do you knows? know? He just ha- He's just, like, a good teacher that happens to, like, dudes. Yeah. It's I not like the, dudes. It's not the liking dudes part that might make him bad. He just might be a butthole. Yeah, but, but like, I don't think that she's killing them because they're butthole. No, but you just said killing nice people, and I said I think the implication is that these are nice people. Yeah, well, the implication is that they're against that church. Well, whatever she happens to believe in, but she doesn't mind killing people in order to make money. Yeah, because I'm a nice person, but I think the Catholic Church would have some bones to... Okay, we just stop... Though I have been reading Hilary Mantel's um, Mirror and Light, which is the third in her trilogy about Thomas Cromwell, and it's like this time period where after King Henry VIII is like trying to get rid of the Catholic Church but isn't sure, and so you're I'm learning all about like seven, like I mean I already knew about it, but it's nice to see like 16th century Catholicism and nonsense and intrigue, and it's very interesting. Yeah, they've been doing horrible stuff for a long time. Okay, can we just not for five minutes? Okay. Because, like, I mean, a lot, th- like, every religion does horrible things. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. It's like, you know, they say about oh, the whole trans people in bathrooms and blah, blah, blah. And Who's ooh, it's dangerous. Who's saying trans people in bathrooms? You no, know, the whole thing is the idea is, like, if we let them in, they're going to rape our women or whatever. Who the fuck but, is like, that? But, like, more youth pastors have assaulted children in bathrooms than, like, but trans who people. who said trans people should... That's, like, the argument, because if you let a trans person in the bathroom, Who's they're going to, like... Who's making this argument? I don't know. Republican um, senators? I've never heard this argument. It seems silly. Do you ever... Li- do you know about the bathroom debates? I heard something about it, but... I okay, didn't. so you don't know a lot about it, but you also live in the UP, where it's just, like, most people up here... Like, I've had conversations with some of the most conservative people I've ever met up here, and they're, and we both agree completely 
that the idea of gendered bathrooms is very stupid and that if people need to pee, they should be able to use whatever effing bathroom Especially they want. like in the places that have men and women's bathroom where they have one stall. Yeah, that's how it should just be for all the bathrooms. Just should be stalls instead of these, like, rooms that you go in that are all space. Like, why don't you just have a fleet of stalls, head to ceiling doors, you walk in and out, and it's fine. Yes, and baby changing stations. Yes. When I was a, a single dad years ago, finding a baby changing station in a men's room. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. What did like, you do? Just change the baby on the floor? No, I would I would put the seat down on the toilet, if it had one, and sit on the toilet with the kid across my legs. Oh. And change a diaper like that. Oh, you're such a good dad. I wouldn't put him on the floor of a men's room. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> just the idea of just like, this is probably fine. I'll put it right next to this. Or, you know what? That's what that urinal is. Is there like little strap-ons? Like little strap like uh, belts for babies to be put into a urinal? It's like perfect baby seat size. You know, wow. those little things that come out? Their little legs can dangle. <laughs> I, I, There's like a little bit of ice in the bottom to keep their butt cold. Somebody, that's in a bar. <laughs> There's no like Walmart with ice in the urinal. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. All right, should we keep going? Sure. And one more thing. I saw a tweet, right, recently that I liked, which is, like, all these people that are up in arms about fucking bathrooms and gendered bathrooms, and it's like, do you have gendered bathrooms in your fucking house? People are so surprised. They're like, how could we have a bathroom that's not for women or not for dudes and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you separate the genders of bathrooms in your house? No, I would like to separate our bathrooms in the ha- in the house that we're gonna buy because I would like one of them for to be just for us and no kids allowed. Hey, see that that would solve the problem with worrying about like uh, mo- adults molesting children is separate the bathrooms between adults and children. Yes, that makes a lot more sense because then you could have the tiny elementary school urinals and shit in there. Yeah, like miniature bathrooms, and you wouldn't have to worry about anybody molesting their child. In I there guess all like- here's my issue: I'm not a big fan of kids going to the bathroom by themselves in places that they're unfamiliar with, because like you're not there to help them if they have a meltdown or something. I always brought my kids into the bathroom until yeah. they reached the age of where they wouldn't have a meltdown trying to poop. Yes, I think that some of them still have meltdowns trying to poop. Yeah, but I don't want to be there for them because they're too old. Yeah, it's too old, <laughs> but they still have the meltdowns with pooping. Maybe you should yell at them more. You gotta no. poop! No, I don't yell at the Wipe kids. Wipe your butt! I don't yell at the kids. Well, maybe I should. Okay, let's keep watching. All right. That's how they end it? That's how they ended it. Oh. So, preacher lady? Preacher lady? Well, preacher's wife lady? Yeah, is dead. She's dead. Uh, Dean smashed her necklace, which had blood in it. Sam smashed, got out of the basement he was trapped in. He found the altar, and Dean was on the altar with, like, an X on it. His picture was. And so Sam was able to get out, and he smashed the lady's necklace, and the reaper that was about to kill him, in exchange for saving that one lady's life, or I guess she yeah. was just going to kill him anyway, um, the reaper that was about to kill him uh, ended up uh, killing her, because apparently reapers don't like being reaped or turned into slaves. No, weird, huh? No, it's weird, like, if you wanted to chain death, that death would be kind of pissed off at you. Yeah. 
Because death doesn't roll like that. Death doesn't have like a point of view. Follow your rules. No, death has his own rules or hers. Yeah, that was definitely a dude. That was definitely a dude, um, uh, uh, with a graggly face. I will assume his gender. Man, that dog is like begging for sleep time, but it's not bedtime. It's not bedtime yet. She even has food in her bowl. Yeah. We had an offer on the dog as well as the house today. Very tempting. But I don't think we can, like, I think that we're stuck with her. Yeah, it's not fair to the children. Is it, though? Do they need a dog? Maybe our listeners can tell us if we should keep this dog. Of course. Yeah? Well, yeah. How, would they, how would they email us to give their, like, their support of Emma? I can Hashtag email. keep Emma. Up to and including death at gmail.com. Well, what if they don't like to send emails? Wow, that's kind of weird, but they can go to our socials at up to an ID with a number two. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Instagram. And then what, well, what if they don't do any of that stuff? They can go to our website at up to and including death.com. Man, you're giving me such a crook eye right now. Oh, yeah? Because I made you do the thing. You have to do it every time. I know. I wasn't giving you crook eye. Yes, you were. Now I could I tell. Will. Oh no, he did it, everybody! He gave me the crook eye. Now you know what stink eye looks oh, like. Oh no! Well, I've seen your stink eye before. Gross. And so, okay. <laughs> well, that's like a private thing, John. You didn't have to announce that to everybody. That was funny though. What's really exciting to me is that we're moving on to disc four. Oh <gasps> wow! Yes, we are moving right along. There are uh, six discs, discs all together. Wow. wow. Where is your mind going? Right. But the last one is only two episodes. Is that a floppy dick? Oh my goodness, John, you're so inappropriate. And I think you, you're just laughing at your own dirty jokes. I am funny. Now, I'm just like, I'm looking at this. A, am looking at the four episodes on this CD. And three of them are, are just amazing, wonderful episodes. Yay, can't wait. And one of them has a racist truck in it. <laughs> and it's called... That's the next episode. Is episode 13. Oh, Lucky 13? Yeah, Route 666. Oh, all kinds of n- numerology is the, here. Yeah, is the name of the title. Written by Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner and directed by Paul Shapiro. Have they written multiple episodes? I haven't seen them in this yet. This is their first, like, go-around, I think. Oh, old Eugenie. I don't know if she's done any others yet. Um, But uh, the original air date was January 31st, 2006. The Devil's Down in Dixie. Oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty. It doesn't start off well. And he's driving one scary truck. Sam and Dean investigate when something weird, metallic, and evil forces a series of African-American drivers off of the road to their deaths. A racist truck. Yes, and so it's... Does it have a Confederate flag on it? It's Bugs and the racist truck that are the two episodes of the first season that people talk the most shit on. But does it have a Confederate flag on the truck? I don't remember, but it is racist. That's so weird. Yeah. How can a non... I don't want to get started. Well, I think that you might learn that, remember, that sometimes cars get taken over by ghosts. Oh, so it's not the truck that's racist. No. It's the possessed. That was. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. 
And that makes so, more sense. But it's kind of problematic in the sense that, like, this truck doesn't exist. It's like a phantom truck that can kill people. Okay, so it's not like a white truck that drives black trucks off. No, the it's just a racist white asshole's ghost. Okay. That makes way more sense. I just sense. gave away a lot of the plot. That's okay. Now, how are people even going to want to watch the episode if they already know what's going to happen? If there's a racist truck, why would you not want to watch it? I got to tell you, the other three episodes of this are so good. Benders is one of my favorite episodes of the show. Okay. Um, that's coming up in a, that like that's episode from fifteen. Futurama. Yeah, that's about that's actually where the Bender from Futurama comes from. This Perfect. one, the show. That's yeah, great. I know you wouldn't think it would because it's one's a cartoon about the future and one is supernatural. It came out in two thousand six, but you know, Stranger Things have happened. It's on Stranger Things too. Yep, it's on Stranger Things as well. Um, well, we actually are a little long on this episode. Oh. We don't usually go as long as we do on these episodes. But uh, there's only, like, a couple things that we need to tell the people about. Uh, husband picks the music? And the wife tells him to shut his cake hole. What? No, the wife does the research. I love you. I love you too, I guess. Okay, bye. Hi there. Welcome to The Secret Track by Trish. John's sleeping in the next room, so I thought I'd go ahead and tell you how you can contact us. Please email up to and including death at gmail.com. Hit us up on our socials, up to and ID at just about everywhere. That is two with the number two. And if you have a moment, it would be great if you could review us on iTunes or anywhere else. I'd also like to thank Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middles of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice, it's uh, copyrighted 2017, licensed under Creative Commons Attributions, share like license. And I'm going to go ahead and add the link to this to the show notes. Thank you, Stefan. And thank you, listeners. Goodbye.